Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, for your next fence, deck, any project, not retail pricing, wholesale pricing, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you are a business owner, finding the right location is absolutely crucial to the health and success of your business. And that's why I'm telling you, you need to work with my friend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Commercial Real Estate. They have nine people working on your project. They have over 50 years of experience. They are hands-on. They think out of the box. They are creative, thoughtful, and they have dynamic real estate services. That's why their brokers are ranked consistently in the top 10 in the Denver metro area. So whether it's buying, selling, leasing, I'm telling you, they're experienced at large developers and small business owners, they will make an impact for you. Cannot recommend Heather Taylor and her team at Impact Real Estate enough. Go to impactcommercial.co. That's impactcommercial.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. So, Mace, I got to tell you something that really bothers me, and it has to do with our next guest, Tim Neverett. So I met Tim here when I moved here in 2004. He was doing fine here in Denver. And then he you know, gets the play-by-play job with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then he goes to the Boston Red Sox, and now he's with the L.A. Dodgers. The dude left me here and his career soared, probably right after he met me. I'm guessing there's a correlation there. Tim, how are you, my friend? You were definitely the key. I got to tell you. You think so? Was it me or Dave Benz? I can't remember. Uh, no, it must be you because Dave's in Minnesota. That's true. I, I I am stuck here. So you are the play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. A storied history of great play-by-play announcers. You just finished, I believe, your first book called COVID Curveball, and to get Oral Hershiser to write your foreword. Uh, for that book must have been something special but what was the genesis behind saying you know what i gotta write myself a book you know it was weird because it was during the quarantine it was after spring training was shut down uh i was just thinking during quarantine we don't know what the season's going to be like we don't know if we're going to have 60 games 100 games no games so i thought you know what i should start chronicling things so i went back and i wrote about what happened from the time i arrived at spring training till the time it was shut down and what the shutdown was like and then once we started up again and i knew what the plans were i just started writing every day making a journal basically but you know chronicling each day chronicling each game and uh, you know really focusing on a couple of things one thing for sure is how different things were how strange it was and what uh, lengths the teams had to go to not only to put games on on the field but to put broadcasts on and about all the testing and the protocols and all the things that uh, were just so so different and some of them still remain uh, more than a year later so uh, in fact interject some of my own stories in there as well so but I, I just thought that you know because it was going to be so different I thought I'd get ahead of the game and 
you know, little did I know at the time that the Dodgers would go on and win the World Series, and that just added to it at the end. So uh, I will spoil the end of the book. The Dodgers do win the World <laughs> Series in the book, too. Uh, Tim, I have not seen the movie Titanic. I know it came out a long time ago. Don't tell me what happens with the ship. <laughs> okay. I, I, won't, I won't tell you at all, but it gets wet. now now in that time you mentioned kind of spring training and then things come to a halt and then start again in those months between spring training and uh, restarting the season did you ever in though at that time think they may there may not be a season at all as a result of this yeah i did i mean i thought that there were times when i didn't know what was going to go down uh i thought there was a possibility we could skip the whole season but when i saw that major league baseball was doing its very best to try to put some kind of a season on and then they settled on 60 games uh even when we were in the season there were times when i wasn't sure we were going to complete it and i thought there was a possibility at one point that they might have to shut the thing down because it it seemed like a matter of time when the cases started moving west and more uh teams in the west were having positive cases uh, you know, I think of the St. Louis Cardinals in the Midwest and how they had a lot of cases. They lost a lot of games. Uh, you know, the, the Marlins, uh, who the Dodgers played tonight, they had a, a, a lot of them at the beginning of the pandemic. So I think that, um, you know, yeah, there were times when not just myself, but I think a lot of people thought that we'd never finish the season and some thought we'd never even get it underway. We're talking with Tim Neverett, the uh, play-by-play voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He just wrote a new book called COVID Curveball. Uh, at, at the risk of stroking you too much, Tim, I'm guessing you did something historic by writing this book. I'm guessing this book that you wrote, Chronicling a Season, was the most difficult write in the history of books chronicling anything. Because I am guessing you were not allowed to stand around the cage talking to the players. You were not allowed in the clubhouse talking to the players. You couldn't go to the executives and talk to them in person. How were you able to write a book, basically, virtually? A lot of it had to do with Zoom. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Zoom and texting, and uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, we had no access at all to the clubhouse, to the field. Um, You know, we didn't travel with the team, and typically when you travel with the team, you build relationships right. with players and coaches, and you can really get a lot of good information that you can use on the air. And I'll be honest, I've been recycling a lot of stuff for the last year and a half because I just haven't been able to get a lot. I, I actually had my first on-field conversations with a player uh, just before this last, uh, let's see, I'd say a week and a half ago. Uh, wow. I, I actually was, was allowed down in the field, and, and I said, hey, that's put some player, and we talked for a little bit. <laughs> right. But it was, uh, it was amazing to be able to do that because – we haven't been able to do that for so long, and so it did. I didn't try to take you in the clubhouse. I didn't try to take you, uh, you know, in the back of the airplane because I wasn't there. But what I did do was give my perspective on the whole thing, and uh, as much as I could take you inside places, I did. Uh, but, you know, it is, it's mentioned right away, you know, the, the lack of access and how we had to deal with that as as broadcasters and as you know, for, for example, for all these years doing baseball, broadcasters have had all the access they've needed. Right. And all of a sudden, it went away, like cold turkey went away. So, mm. uh, you know, we're still in that somewhat uh, as, as we speak, uh, because broadcasters, for the most part, still aren't traveling with teams. Uh, some are, uh, very few, uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're not in L.A., so 
uh, you know, what's funny is I'll be in Denver for the All-Star game, and then I have to come back to L.A. and call the series on TV where the Dodgers play the Rockies <laughs> in Colorado. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. go figure. Have there been moments or were there moments last year when uh, when you're calling the game off the monitors and maybe you kind of missed something or misjudged a fly ball because you didn't have the same view that you would have yep. normally watching in person? Oh, definitely. It's still happening. It, it, it happened last night. It happened the night before. There, there's all kinds of things that go on when you're just watching on TV, how much you miss. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you the first example. We're playing the Angels. Uh, last year, and actually, I think I chronicled this in the book, this example. Um, uh, Mike Trout's up first at bat of the game. We have A.J. Pollock playing center field. So Trout hits the ball to center field. I see A.J. backing up on it, but you can't see the ball because it's not on the screen, right? Once it leaves Trout's bat, they cut to show a high view of the center fielder moving back, and you still don't see the ball. So A.J., you know, looked like he might have had it. I can't tell how deep the ball is hit. The next thing I know, it's 15 feet over his head, bouncing off the fake grass behind the wall. So, you know, you, you, you can't call a home run with conviction in most cases. Uh, that's why I think, uh, you know, I'm more of a fan of the bat flip right now because that tells me the guy hit it <laughs> a long way. <laughs> do, do you do you think that uh, maybe our friend Drew Goodman had a couple of moments when he said, you won't see it for that's in his glove? Instead, instead of you won't see it for long, right. you won't see it for now. Right, yeah. right. Because he because <laughs> yeah. he covered up the ball with his glove. For those who live yeah. in Denver that might be casual Dodgers fans, because listen, people in LA are going to probably be your main market to buy your book, COVID Curveball. Wet our listeners' appetite with a story where they might say, "Man, I got to buy this book." <laughs> Interesting because uh, there's some stuff on the Rockies in there too. Every game the Rockies played with the Dodgers is chronicled in there. That's number one. Uh, there's some thoughts on the Rockies, but also uh, I think what people might want to understand is that since 2017, when the Astros were caught cheating, uh, when the news came out about that and everybody in LA found out about it and they're still upset about the World Series, the Astros had to come to Dodger Stadium last year to play in an empty stadium. And they needed more security than any other team that came in. They actually had a police escort from the hotel to the ballpark, wow. which I've, mm. I've never seen. And I was with the Red Sox playing the Yankees in New York many times, and we never had a police escort from the hotel to the ballpark. Probably needed it a few times, but didn't get it. Uh, but uh, there was so much security around the Astros last year when there were no fans. Right. And then uh, there's a, a little title called the, uh, uh, you know, the Flying Circus because somebody had uh, uh, rented out some airplanes that dragged signs behind them, and they flew them in a circle over Dodger Stadium during the Astros batting practice. And there's more to that story in the book that you read. But when they were in town, it was absolutely a flying circus, and there were no fans. Now the Astros come back this year in August for a couple of games when there'll be 50,000 plus. Hmm. And I can't even imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like on those nights. Tim, how can people get the book? You go on Amazon right now. There's two ways, actually. You can go to Amazon right now. It's available for pre-sale. It's in Kindle form as well. You can get the Kindle form there. There will be an audio book at some point later on. I'm going to record that later this month. But um, 
there's a special way to get hardcover copies only in Denver during the All-Star break. The hmm. publisher rushed some copies ahead of time. I've got a book event uh, at noon on Monday at Tattered Cover nice. in Gregor Square. I'll be there with Keith Law from The Athletic uh, having a, a, a Q&A about the pandemic season and how it's changed baseball, and I'll sign copies. And then right from there, I'm going over to Blake Street Tavern, and I'll be there from 1 to 6, both Monday and Tuesday. And we've got uh, a limited run of copies, but we have a lot of copies there. And the best part, guys, is that for the first 20 people on Monday and the first 20 people on Tuesday that come to Blake Street Tavern and pick up a book and come by and say hi, uh, I'm going to buy their first beer for them. Wow. How do you like nice. that? Are you also going to eat a bowl of uh, green chili from Chris Fuselay and, and Blake Street Tavern for every book that you sell? Well, not for every book. I hope uh, I don't have to. Eat, I hope I get to eat a lot of them if that's the case. But right. But at the same time, uh, you have to have the green chili when you go there. It's so good. I mean, it's just yep. it's kind of a rule. It is. <laughs> uh, one more thing it's before so we good. let you go. I know you're not in town yet. For the, you're not in town for the All Star game yet, are you? Are are you or not? I'll be. No, I'm. I'm at Dodger Stadium calling the Marlins and Dodgers on radio right. tonight. I'll be here calling the Diamondbacks series on the weekend on TV, and then. Sunday night, I fly to Denver. I'll be getting in late Sunday night. Uh, one quick thing I want to ask you. I, I have been told, I'm not I'm not reporting this is the best way to put it. I don't want to put on a journalist hat and say this is what's going to happen. But I'm hearing whispers from people who I know, who know people inside the Rockies organization. They are not going to use the humidor for the home run derby. A, have you heard anything? Okay, well, there we go. Have you heard the same thing? And would you be surprised if they don't? Uh, I would not be surprised if they don't. Plus, uh, typically the balls they use in the home run derby are are different anyway, so they want to make sure they fly. But I mean, they're going to be hitting some bombs at Coors Field. It's going to be a lot of fun. This could be one of the more fun home run derbies. Uh, you know, Joey Gallo committed to being in it. He had a 460 foot bomb today. Otani just hit his 32nd. Uh, I think within the hour. Um, <laughs> uh, so he, I mean, we're going to have a fun home run derby. And uh, yeah, I, I think. They should keep the balls as far away from the humidor as possible for that contest. <laughs> I'm expecting that they will. Okay. Tim, thanks so much. We look forward to seeing you in town. Tattered Cover and Blake Street Tavern. The book is COVID Curveball, written by the voice of the L.A. Dodgers, our friend Tim Never. Thanks, my friend. Eric, Mace, thanks a lot. You guys are invited down either Monday or Tuesday, whenever you can make it. All your listeners are all invited down anyway, even if you just want to talk some baseball. That's fine. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. That's awesome. Okay. Thank you. All right, coming up after the break, uh, a lot of people know that the Broncos pursued Matt Stafford in the offseason. So did the San Francisco 49ers. So did a lot of other teams. And Kyle Shanahan isn't happy with the outcome. Is George Payton happy with the outcome? Or is he unhappy like Kyle Shanahan? We'll talk about it next. Have a life. 